Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first annual The League 2020 Fantasy Football Awards. In today's episode, we are going to be going over a bunch of awards that I prepared from this past fantasy football season. They are awards uh, coming from our league, but also awards um, from fantasy football as a whole. So we have a bunch, a bunch of awards to give out. So let's get right into the episode. So let's just start it off with the best draft, and this is going to be the best draft from my league. If you don't know, I was part of a fantasy football league with eight, um, an eight-team league, so I went over every single person's draft and just looked at um, which one I thought was best, and the winner for the best draft goes to Cooper Scooper, led by team manager Jacob Plum. So as you can see in this draft, I think this was this was an easy choice for me to pick this as the as the um, as uh, for the for the winner of the best draft. He started off strong with Kish, Christian McCaffrey, while he did have a bunch of injuries, only played uh, four or five games. When he was healthy, he did um, uh, score twenty five plus points a game. And then you have Joe Mixon, who had was having a solid season, but then uh, got injured and didn't play the last. I think nine or seven or nine games of the season but then you had Devonte adams the wide receiver one on the year aj brown a top 10 wide receiver amari cooper who was a solid terry mclaurin mark andrews dak prescott who was having a great season and especially great fantasy season before he had that gruesome injury and then you go to uh, some of the later picks he actually drafted justin jefferson um even before everyone knew how good he was he drafted uh, Ronald Jones, who uh, finished the year as a top 15 running back. So I think Jacob had the best draft uh, um, over um, everyone in the league. His draft paid off as he did make the championship, um, which we're going to be talking about later in the episode. But yeah, I think Jacob gets the award for best draft. Moving on, of course, if we do best draft, we now have to do the worst draft. And Again, this was an easy choice for me. The worst draft goes to the Chicago Bihar's team manager, led by team manager Abe Bihar. So starting off in the first round, he had uh, he started off really strong with Dalvin Cook, who is the running back one on the year, but then everything kind of went downhill from there. He drafted Chris Godwin in the second round with the 10th pick, which I think was way too early. And then even worse, he took Melvin Gordon in the third round, which is also way, way too early. He did have a good pick with George Kittle um, in the fourth round at pick 26. But then he had a bunch of busts in DJ Chark, uh, Devontae Parker, Jordan Howard. He really got saved by Dalvin Cook, Kyler Murray, and Will Fuller, who really carried him the entire season. Abe started off 1-5, but finished the season with a winning record, um, basically because of Dalvin Cook's 240-point gains, Kyler Murray ending the year as the quarterback one, Will Fuller being a top 10 uh, wide receiver when he played. Um, but yeah, overall, this draft was not very good. He drafted Kerryon Johnson. He drafted LaShawn McCoy. He barely played. Just not a very good draft from Abe, but it doesn't really matter because he finished, I think, fifth or sixth in the league with a winning record, so he was able to really change up his team, and and his his uh, players carried him. 
moving on, we're going to be going to the biggest draft steal. And um, for this award, I'm going to be giving it to two players, uh, in the both wide receivers. Both are going to be jumping up in draft boards this coming year. And the as the first one is Devontae Adams. As you could see here, Devontae Adams was picked in the third round at pick 301. Um, and I think, and this was a great, great value pick. He was the, Devontae Adams in our league was the sixth wide receiver chosen, but he finished the year as the wide receiver two. Just a heads up, all these stats I'm giving you are between weeks one to 15 because that's when our league ended after week 15. And through those weeks, he finished the wide receiver two. He was the sixth wide receiver chosen. He finished the wide receiver two. That is a great, great value. Um, finishing as the wide receiver two with over 16 points per game, he Adams was one of the most consistent receivers with only three points with only three games under 10 points, which is it's extremely difficult to only have three games under 10 points being a consistent receiver in fantasy. And as you can see, he was drafted um, in same round of players um, like Nick Chubb, uh, Melvin Gordon, DJ Moore, Kenny Galladay. He is so much better than all of Ken uh, Kenyon Drake. He's so much better than all these players. And as we saw this season with scoring um, over 16 points a game, and I think he's going to be uh, the first wide receiver taken off the board um, in 2021 drafts. And arguably, maybe an even bigger steal uh, because of how late he went, Stephon Diggs in round nine. In our league, Stephon Diggs was the 32nd, yes, 32nd wide receiver drafted in our league. And he finished, again, between the weeks of 1, one to 15. He finished as a top 10 wide receiver. Again, our league is standard, so the scoring is a little different than what you guys might ex expect. But yes, a top 10 wide receiver going as the 32nd um, wide receiver drafted. Players like Ronald Jones, DeAndre Swift, Deshaun Watson were drafted in front of him. Um, and while, yes, John, Deshaun Watson had a great season, Ronald Jones and DeAndre Swift are great young running backs. Stephon Diggs was a top 10 wide receiver, and he was drafted in the ninth round with players like Tyler Boyd and Ronald Jones. That's just a huge, huge steal uh, for Waller, the bottle of Johnny's team. He, I think next year, he's going to be the second wide receiver chosen because he is looking like a top five wide receiver for fantasy and in real life with Josh Allen. So I'm going to be giving Stefan Diggs and Devonta Adams the draft steal. Now we're going to be going over to the worst draft pick, kind of a draft bust that was drafted early. And so before I announce it, you guys are probably thinking that the bus is going to be a player like Kenyon Drake, Claudio Hilaire, Miles Sanders. But all those players were uh, mediocre, uh, I guess you could say were bad because of, uh, but they were bad, but for outside reasons. Um, actually, between the weeks of 1 and 15 in a standard league, Kenyon Drake was a top 10 running back. Yes, that's extremely surprising seeing how inconsistent he was, but he was a top 10 running back, Kenyon Drake. So you can't really say he was a bust. CEH um, had was a uh, was a top uh, was a wide was a running back too before Le'Veon Bell came and all of his uh, volume was taken away. So that's an outside reason. And Sanders was injured for most of uh, for a few games um, and then was just on a terrible offense. Um, yeah, I can't really blame him. He is playing with Carson Wentz, and he is terrible. So for all these reasons, I don't think these guys should get um, draft bust or the worst draft pick. But I think that the worst draft pick, uh, because of how early he went, was James Conner, running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers. 
So as you guys can see right here, he was drafted in the fourth round, the first pick in the fourth round by Ariel's team. Um, and he was the 16th running back drafted in our um, in our league. So being drafted so early, you would expect um, a lot of production from this player. Um, but specifically in James Conner's case, that did not happen. Um, to end the season, he finished as the running back 24, only averaging 10 points per game. Players that scored more than him and finished higher than him in the end of season rankings were Melvin Gordon, Chase Udmans, um, and uh, Naheem Hines. They All of them finished above him. Um, so yeah, he was expected to be kind of a running back one, maybe a, a, at least at end a running back two, and he uh, did not do that at all. He was very bad. Um, and yeah, again, he only averaged 10 points per game within play. And I'm not trying to say bums, but just players not up to his level outscoring him to finishing way above him. So for how early he was and the um, and how terrible he played, I have to give him the worst draft pick. Now, moving on to one of my favorite awards, and that is the best pickup. So before I, when I was preparing this award, I cannot choose, I couldn't choose just one player because there were so many great pickups from this past year. So instead of choosing one, I just chose four. Right here, you see all of them. Number one, Justin Jefferson. Then number two, Miles Gaskin. Then I have Justin Herbert. Then lastly, I have James Robinson. So most of these players were not drafted at all. Uh, maybe Justin Jefferson uh, was drafted late as we saw Jacob did. And maybe James Robinson, if you drafted really late in uh, into the offseason, maybe he was drafted. But most of these players, in, but all of these players in, in most leagues were not drafted. But three of them finished top 10 in their respective positions. Gaskin missed a bunch of games with injury and being on the IR. Um, and he still had some monster games. He did finish as a top 50 running back, which is pretty good for a pickup that missed a bunch of games. But James Robinson was a top five running back. Justin Herbert was the eighth wide um, quarterback on the year. And Justin Jefferson was the fourth uh, or top five wide receiver um, on the year. So all of these players were on the waiver wire to begin the year and ended up top 10 in the position. So I couldn't just choose one. They all had crazy, crazy uh, seasons. And now next year, they're all going to be drafted. James Robinson is going to be a first round pick next year. Justin Jefferson is going to be a third, fourth round pick. Justin Herbert is going to be a top five quarterback. And Miles Gatson is going to continue um, to be a great um, a sleeper pick and steal um, in drafts next year. So all these guys win the best pickup. Moving on to the next award, and that is the worst drop. I was not going to choose this award, but then I, I was not going to uh, have this as one of our awards. But then I remembered that in our league, we had one of the worst drafts I ever, one of the worst drops I've ever seen in my fantasy football career. And here it is right here. On Wednesday, September 16th at 2.20 p.m., Ariel Diner dropped... Keenan Allen for Alan Lazard. So looking back, this is probably one of the worst drops ever. Just ever. So this was this came at the end of week two um, when Keenan Allen was really struggling as a fantasy player. He was not having a good season at all with Tyra Taylor. Um, and Arnold dropped him to pick up Alan Lazard, who looked like a great wide receiver too um, for the Green Bay Packers. 
Um, but uh, and right after Otto did this, uh, Tyler Taylor got injured, and then Justin Herbert took over, and Keelan Allen ended the season as a wide receiver one, while Lazard, he had a bunch of injuries, he only played a few more games after this, finished as the wide receiver 72. So now looking back, this is a terrible, terrible drop for Aria. Uh, Keenan Allen is an extremely consistent receiver and has a great quarterback, um, and so did Allen Lazard, but this just was a terrible, terrible drop. Um, and yeah, and then Keenan Allen became a great asset for our, uh, for when... Um, uh, someone picked him up, basically got him for free. And yeah, so that wins the worst uh, drop. Moving on to the worst trade. And this is... Um, uh, we're going to be talking about in this trade a play that we talked about earlier. And so the worst trade goes to Johnny's team, Waller the Baller. So early in the season, Johnny traded away, as you could see here, he traded away Stefan Diggs, wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills, and um, traded uh, Todd Gurley, running back for the Atlanta Falcons, and got back Mark Ingram and Adam Thielen. So, if you were to put your mindset as this as the as as one of the beginning uh, weeks of the season, this is not such a bad trade. It's okay. Adam Thielen is a great wide receiver. Mark Ingram had a monster year last year. But if you look at the if you look at the numbers from the end of the year, this is one of the most lopsided trades that we had in our league. Um, so Diggs, uh, who Johnny traded away, he finished as a top eight wide receiver and Todd, while he was pretty crappy towards the end of the season, he had a bunch of, he had, he scored a bunch of touchdowns, double digits touchdowns and finished the, the year as the running back 19. So that's some great value he got there for trading away Ingram, who finished as the running back 43 and only scoring 40, 43 total points. Um, and then trading away Adam Thielen, who was a top 10 wide receiver. But that that Mark Ingram thing changes the entire trade. Got Stephon Diggs, one of the most consistent, best wide receivers in fantasy football. Got Todd Gurley, a touchdown machine. Um, and traded away Adam Thielen, who was very good in the season, but got rid of Mark Ingram, who was not even a wide, a, um, a running back three on the season. So a lopsided trade for Robert, who got um, Stephon Diggs and Todd Gurley. And a really really bad trade for, uh, for um, uh, for for Johnny. Excuse me. Moving on to our last two awards, and the first uh, first one we're going to be going over is the dud of the year. Every single episode last, um, every single weekly episode of uh, the league, when I went over every single matchup and trades and stuff like that, I had a dud and a stud of the week. But now we're going to be dud of the year, and the dud of the year has to go to wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints, Michael Thomas. So in our league, and in most leagues, uh, Michael Thomas was the first wide receiver picked. His average ADP for his position was 1. He did miss some games, but even in the games he played, he was very, very bad. And I did take into consideration that he was injured. That has to be part of being the dud of the year. Um... And so he finished as the wide receiver 96 on the year. So he went from being the number one wide receiver pick to being barely a top 100 wide receiver. Yes, he missed games, but that, that, that goes in part to being dud of the year. Um, play, let's just, I'll name you a few players that, were, that finished ahead of him at the end of the season. Uh, Braxton Berrios. So if you're not a hardcore football 
fan, you probably don't know who that is. Tyron Johnson. Again, if you're not a hardcore football player, you probably don't know who Tyron Johnson is. And Danny Amendola, who, again, is a little more known than those two guys. But if you don't really watch a lot of football, or specifically Lions football, you probably don't know who it is. So all three of those guys... Um, all three of, of those guys finished ahead of Michael Thomas in the end-of-season fantasy rankings. Um, I think that next year, Michael Thomas is going to be him and Ezekiel Elliott are going to be the two players that fall the most um, in, in draft boards. I would not be surprised to see Ezekiel Elliott um, in the fourth round and Michael Thomas in the third round. I think that would be a big mistake to... Uh, or I think that would be a big steal, actually, to get Michael Thomas in the third round. I don't know how I feel about Zeke. But yeah, Michael Thomas had a terrible year, um, wasted players' uh, first-round pick, um, and for that, he gets Dud of the Year. Moving on to the last award, and probably the award you guys have all been waiting for, the MVP of the, of the season, the Stud of the Year. And I again, similar to the best pickup, this is one of the best awards, one of my favorite awards. So I couldn't choose one, so I chose three. And the three are... oh. Right there. And the three are here. Running back Dalvin Cook for the Minnesota Vikings. Derrick Henry running back for the Titans. And tight end Travis Kelsey for uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. So let's start with Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey, um, his average draft position for the tight end position was, of course, tight end one. Um, and of course, as expected, he finished as the tight as the as the tight end one, which everyone expected. But what's even more impressive is that um, out of every single fantasy player, quarterback, wide receiver, running back, tight end, he finished as a top 30 option. A top 30 option. With, with every single quarterback in there, with every single running back, that's extremely impressive for a tight end, um, especially with uh, in that offense with all of those other uh, weapons. Um, he was one of the most... Uh, he was one of the most uh, consistent players, especially if you played PPR. He'd rack up so many receptions, and he carried all, many, many players to championships. I think ESPN, he was one of the players that was most frequently found on championship uh, rosters. I think that next year, he's going to be a player that is going to be drafted in the first round, especially after people saw how terrible the tight end landscape is for fantasy football. I would not be surprised if he was drafted in the first round. Um, and he was just so, so good this year. I've, I've always said he's the best tight end in fantasy and the best tight end in football. Moving on to our number two, and that is Derek Henry. So Derek Henry is actually my first round pick, and he carried me and many, many others to a successful season. While, well, yeah, we'll talk about that uh, later. He had an average draft position of four, and he finished as the running back two on the season, only behind the next guy we're going to talk about. He was the rushing championship over 2,000 yards. He had 17 rush touchdowns. I think he should be in the MVP conversation, maybe even the MVP, uh, but that's a conversation for a different time. He was consistent. He was the second best fantasy running back um, and just a great player, a workhorse back, giving carries. The only thing that the negative is he doesn't get so many receptions, but even without the receptions, he put up multiple 30-point games and was a great, great player. One of my favorite players in the league and just a great uh, fantasy player as a whole. Moving on to the last choice for uh, stud of the year, and that is Dalvin Cook. He had an average draft position of five, 
Uh, he was actually drafted seventh in our league in the first round, and he finished as the running back one. So again, that is great value for a player you drafted with the fifth pick overall, getting the number one overall player um, at his position. He carried Abe's whole team. As I mentioned before, Abe was one in five. Dalvin Cook uh, went sicko mode, went crazy. Um, and then he, um, and then Abe finished with a winning record. Um, and he arguably was the best player in fantasy all year, multiple 40 point games, um, over 1,500 scrimmage yards, a lot of rushing yards, a lot of receiving yards, a lot of touchdowns scored, and just a great player. And so he had to be uh, had to be one of the recipients of Stud of the Year. And now moving on, not to the award, but to the announcement of who the champion is. So in the playoffs, to remind you, in the first game, it was Ellie, my team, Daddy Koo versus Waller the Baller, Johnny's team. Then in the next, in the other side of the bracket, it was Cooper Scooper versus Ariel's team. And as I'm going to, I'm going to show the results right now. It was a great season, uh, but I did not come out with the win. As you could see here, champion was Waller the Baller beat Cooper Scooper in the championship. Um, this is Waller Ballers, this is Johnny's third championship in a row. He beat me in the semifinals. Jacob beat Ariel in the semifinals. And then Johnny beat Jacob in the championship. Congratulations to Johnny, his third championship in a row. Um, and yeah, I did come in third place again, which is a little upsetting. Um, but um, yeah, but that's how the cookie crumbles. That's fantasy. And yeah, what a great way to end off the season. Thank you guys for watching all the episodes concerning uh, the league and fantasy football. We're definitely going to be doing this next year. Um, later in the year when fantasy gets started up, we're going to be doing more fantasy stuff. But we're also, don't worry, going to continue to bring out basketball videos and NFL videos. So make sure you uh, subscribe and ring the bell so you don't miss any of those. Thank you guys for watching. Make sure you like the video, follow on me, follow me on Twitter, follow the podcast on Spotify and on um apple uh podcast it helps our the channel grow a lot thank you guys so much for watching and goodbye